Welcome back to Diamond Gems, a Shape by Sports baseball podcast. I am your host, Jacob Coates, and today I'm joined by Isaac Coates and Greg Fulton. Guys, we're all here together. The season is over. How are we feeling? Oh, there was a little miscommunication at the beginning. We were pointing at each other um, to go. I, it, it was great. It's fucking fantastic. It's <laughs> Although there's a hangover now, there's no baseball for a few months, which is very sad. But I want to point out, we haven't all been on the same podcast for months, it's felt like. So it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it took like five episodes. In a, there was like a five-week absence for Greg on on the podcast yeah. and then when greg showed up you didn't show up so oops yeah it, this is i was like now boys we got to get everyone got to get everyone together this time because you know it's it's basically the last episode of the season so i don't really know how our seasons are going to work like i've never actually done this podcasting shit before and I, i'm kind of conflicted because we started the season kind of like right like i don't know like a week in to the season or something is when we started the podcast. So I, when do we end season one? Is it at the end of the off season or now that the season's over and we're going to be talking mostly about next year moving forward? Is this the last episode or do we have one more? I think we just do uh, it just take it by the new year, that kind of shit yearly seasons. Cause I mean, yeah. we're going to, there's going to be some, uh, this is going to be some continuation going on because we still have to do our all-time rosters. Um, I mean, I'm I'm down for this season to carry on. Yeah, I feel like season one ends when season two starts, yes. which begins spring training of next year. Okay. Okay, I, so yes. we'll say spring training. So February, basically, is, is when we, we switch So this is over. the MLB right. season finale, like but idea. not the season finale. Okay. Gotcha. I because I I had this down as like the penultimate episode because I'm thinking like well there's still gonna be some awards that get announced we'll get into that in a bit but you know maybe maybe this is the last one but I, I like that idea I think that makes that makes more sense you start at spring training so okay well uh, yeah I mean what what are you guys uh, what are you guys been up to since baseball has ended are you you know, do you feel deprived or what, like, what have you moved on to? I'm sure Greg's been watching lots of CFL. I have been, I've been, so I got season seats to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. For those of you who, who don't know that team is, it's a Hamilton based team in the CFL. Um, going to the games, watching the games, working a lot. Yeah. That's, a, that sums my life up. For those of you who don't know what the CFL is, it's the Canadian football. League. You're not missing it's, much. The closest, the closest thing to the NFL right. we've got up here, and it's not that close. Uh, the the games are different, obviously. It's if fun, you're yeah. if you're making millions and millions in the NFL versus you know hundreds of thousands in the CFL, you go where the money is. So well, especially for that's a why you sport get the talent for, in the NFL. They get the especially money. sport like football. You're only there for the money because you don't want the long term consequences. But um, yeah, you, you take one bad hit and your career's over. Might as well make a few million bucks in there. Or you take several small hits and you get CTE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you, you take several small hits and learn that playing the sport probably isn't the best way to make money and you go find a real job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, before we actually dive into our baseball here, I just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners and our followers of Shape by Sports. 
We really appreciate you guys hanging with us all season. And uh, as a result of like, you know, the series, the season ending, and also we're approaching 250 followers on Instagram. When we reach that 250 followers on Instagram, we'll be doing a giveaway. So if you're not following us now, you need to immediately so that you can be entered in this giveaway that I'm doing. Um, it's going to be, I, I'm not even going to say what it is. You just have to tune in and stay focused and, uh, yeah, make sure you're locked into our posts and there'll be a giveaway coming soon. So thank you for listening and make sure that you like and subscribe and leave reviews and all of that stuff on whatever podcast platform you listen to as well. That's super important for, you know, us understanding, engaging our audience and also, you know, helping us grow our podcast. So we should have brushed champagne to this. What are we doing? This is a celebration. This isn't the last episode. Like a big episode. You know, we're, why aren't we it celebrating is. the World it's, Champions The World here? Series finale. We should be celebrating the World Champions. None right. of us wanted to use Houston to win, so, I mean, it is a celebration. True. It is a celebration. So, I, I brought tea. The Braves are your I got water. World Series champions of the 2021 season. Are you guys popping champagne? I'm, I'm what's, taking what's a sip of tea. I got a flask. Uh, well, okay, that is the <laughs> most anticlimactic celebration that you could possibly have. Uh, Taking a sip of tea. Greg has Greg's a flask doing, full Is that of a water. flask, Greg? No, it's that. <laughs> no, that's straight liquor. <laughs> straight liquor. There, there's the. Oh, the Hamilton Tie Cats. Hamilton there Tie Cats. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh, yeah, so the Braves win the World Series. I think all three of us are ecstatic that it wasn't the Houston Astros who they were facing in the World Series. And the fact that it happened in six games, how are you guys feeling after, you know, just like what are your overall thoughts on the series? I think Greg and I both punched in the Braves in six. So, yeah, good work, Greg. Jacob, I, you're an idiot, but... I was going going with the heart. The heart paid off The heart this paid time. off. The, honestly, though, it's the it's best team in baseball since the trade deadline. And they took they took on the Brewers first of all, who had the best pitching staff, and then they took on the best team in baseball. So, I yeah, yeah. the heart matched the brain this time. Yeah, you talk about running the gauntlet. They, it's not like they were, you know, facing weak competition and and made their way through. They they faced the gauntlet and they took them all out. So, to me, this this does feel like the best team in baseball. You, you get to a certain point, I think, in the season, and you you think you have a feel on who the best teams are. And every now and then, you know, the the team that you don't think is the best team will still end up, like, winning the World Series because, you know, just things happen. But this time it really felt like it, a true representation of, like, mano a mano, like, best facing the best and, you know the better team prevailing. And that's what I feel like happened in this World Series. I I picked the Houston Astros to win. Not off of heart at all. I did not want them to win. So I, I'm really happy that the Braves ended up taking the series. But going into the series, I, I really thought that they were the better team. And I think you just saw some flaws in Houston's team get exposed by the strengths of the Braves. 
I also think just looking at the paper side of it, I would say the Braves had debatably the worst starting rotation out of all the playoff teams. I would also maybe throw the Yankees up there too. But you think of Dodgers, they beat the Dodgers. You think of the the Brewers, they beat the Brewers. Those are two of the best starting rotations. And the Braves had maybe Max Fried and Charlie Morton going. And after that, they were throwing bullpen games. Um, I, I thought you you think of October baseball as a and like Ian a, Anderson and Ian Anderson, I guess. And you think of like pitcher dominated when you think of playoff baseball. And they I don't know. In, in my opinion, at least, didn't have the best pitching. I don't know. I I take it back. They, well, they had and then. that was just a slugfest of a playoff series. So like I'm kind of I kind of think the game is changing a little bit. It's there's more balance in that. The bats can take you all the way Maybe. through October. And a guy like Tyler Nutsack in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah. I honestly felt, though, like the Astros had the better rotation. Or, sorry, not the Astros. The Braves had the better rotation over the Astros. Yeah. When you look at the... I was I was looking at the Astros, who they were sending out there, and being like, this isn't like who you want in Game 7. or of Well, obviously, didn't go to Game 7. But this isn't who you want pitching for you in the World Series. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I tend to disagree. Dude, I with you also there, right? I agree with you, with you, Jacob. Like going into this series, I thought the Braves had a much bigger advantage when it came to just all around pitching. Uh, I took a big hit when Charlie Morton went down, but I, I did not feel confident with anybody going onto that mound in a Houston uniform. Mm-hmm. Well, and Max Fried got was getting lit up in the playoffs for yeah. a few games at that point until that right? last start. He, yeah. Yeah, to the when it one. really mattered, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. What was your What was your favorite moment? Do you have a favorite moment of like the reactions of the World Series, like out of the players and stuff? Like, who were you most happy for when it was <laughs> Jorge all Soler? I I I know Freddie Freeman is somebody you got to be excited for it at this point in his career to win that something so massive. Uh, but Jorge Soler, he really, honestly, as soon as that ball left the bat, the game was over. The series was over. The world series is won. And I think I, that to me was the most exciting moment of the series. Mm-hmm. For, Dude, for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead Greg. No, 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 you go. All right. I was going to say for me, not that I'm most happy for him, but the most entertainment value is Jock Peterson. <laughs> Post game with a cigar at center field there. Yeah. what what He had like a press conference or something before the series. Or was it a tweet? I can't really remember. He said something like, we just might be those motherfuckers. Yeah. That, that's what he said like before the series started. And then in the parade, they handed him the mic. And he just screamed, "We are those motherfuckers!" <laughs> so a little little callback there that was just absolutely beautiful. the The parade looked like a like a good time. I see there there's several beers being tossed to players, making some nice grabs from a moving bus. It was it, it looked like a good time. I always love seeing the parade and seeing you know the fan base get to. Are celebrate. you thinking about the so. Dansby Swanson catch and pose? Just held it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just <laughs> held it there. Yeah, that was badass. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm super happy for Freddie Freeman. I think that, I think everyone was excited to see that happen. You know, a guy that is potentially Hall of Fame worthy, has had an amazing career so far, 
and just hadn't had the opportunity to get a ring. And that changed this year. And it was really nice to see a guy that has been riding with the Atlanta Braves for a long time, not someone that, you know, switched sides and went to a different team to, to try and chase it. He was there through some shitty seasons with them and stuck it out. He likes Atlanta. He likes, I guess, the organization and everything and the fan base. And he wrote it out and he was rewarded. So I love to see things like that happen. But I don't know. It was just it was just really good to see the Braves beat the Astros. I think if we're being honest, like this season was so good. It was so good all the way through. And if it were to finish on the Astros winning, that would almost mm. ruin everything that happened this year. It would be so fucking disappointing uh, that like this was cuz I've been saying all year this is like the best year of baseball that I can think of in my lifetime obviously like 2015 as a blue jays fan was was super fun but the in terms of like everything happening in baseball and just like the overall team like putting my personal biases aside and stuff this was the best year i can think of in in such a long time so i think part I of know. this part of that is this is also the first full 162 with full capacity since covid right like this is a fir- this is post well, not post covid it's during covid still but post covid in a way where all the games have been played the crowds are fit coming out every game except if you're in colorado or those empty venues but um yeah i mean shohei doing what he did i i, I think we got to get over this yeah. fucking houston thing jacob <laughs> it's, it's time if, man well i mean no, no, I'm not. I'm not going okay. to. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I'll get. Oh, I will mean, get over it. Yeah. But it won't be. It. But I. I don't have. A, listen. Actually, you know what? I've been saying this all year. I shouldn't have a problem with the Houston Astros. I have a problem with Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, Yuli Gurriel, mm-hmm. Alex Bregman. Oh, not even Alex, Alex Bregman. Bregman as much anymore. What's wrong with Alex I, Bregman? I think I mean, he, what's not wrong with Alex Bregman. You like Jose? You like him more than I Jose think he Altuve? handled it better. I think he handled it better. I think he's he's been a lot more quiet since the whole incident happened. And I think that he, he doesn't want to play the bad guy. I see Carlos Correa and yeah. Jose Altuve taking on this fucking persona. I'm glad Jose Altuve is doing it's this. Everyone against, it's everyone against them. And that they're now hard done by because they cheated their way to a Altuve World Series. Altuve was the most bullied player in let baseball. Them know that. Even before we knew he was cheating... As no, he should be. Well before that, he kind of he, he always, answered the bell. Yeah, absolutely, oh, my, that's what I I'm saying. Like, how are you gonna no, no. get all over him and not Bregman? Bregman's a fucking dickhead, always been. Because Altuve's been no, a dick has, still, he, at, even after it happened. Yes, he, he has. People were talking shit about him before. He was a, this, a, that's the thing. Every game. No, not yeah, okay. I, and he did answer no, the bell. Well, Thank if you. it's but to Greg's point, before the before the cheating up. scandal. Before the cheating scandal is not what I was talking about. I'm talking about after the cheating scandal. So mm. I, I don't okay. really see your... Okay. It's okay. It's okay. How, it's okay. how is it's he okay. the most bullied player before? How was he? No. How was I th- he? I think because he, he's short? Yeah. I think he just got a lot more of the spotlight because he was the guy that hit the dinger and was yeah, texting not to take off the jersey. So they were questioning him. They were questioning Correa about it, who made excuses that were obviously, like by the looks of it or by the sounds of it, they were all made up. Yeah. 
Like just because those guys were in the media a little more, I think they took a little more heat. I think Bregman's yeah. probably one of the more hated like, guys, in my opinion. Like too. We're picking, I don't like all three. I agree. Like we're picking one guy to be the scapegoat and or one guy or two guys to guys to be the face. Like the sticky tech thing, we're blaming Garrett Cole, but who was his counterpart in Houston? It's fucking Justin not Verlander. My, Nobody you, you cares about Justin Verlander. Anything I said. I am hearing what you said. You obviously I, didn't hear I'm anything hearing I said. it, but I just not, yeah, I'm, I'm not here my, for my it. My whole point is how it's my whole point is how it's been handled since it came out. Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve Jose and silent uh, about Martin like, Maldonado. Shut up! Let me talk. And and Martin Maldonado have all just been dicks. They've been like we have this chip on our shoulder. It's everyone against us. Like that's that's the mentality they've taken on. You know, he like Carlos Correa saying that he likes hearing the booze, like egging everything on. Like that's why I hate those people. It's how they've handled it since the thing. They they've taken on this bad guy persona that is really fucking yeah. irritating. That's okay. all I'm I agree saying. with you on Carlos Ho- Correa. Alex Bregman, Alex Bregman has not done that. He he has so been quiet all, so since it today. happened, which is why I he hasn't though. Yeah. He was he was tugging on the jersey and being part of those celebrations and everything too, so okay. I, I think okay. you're completely I wrong on, sure, on that. Sure, but point. I, I I just think, okay, Carlos Correa, absolutely, I'm here for that. Fucking hate him, but he's gonna turn around and sign a contract with the Yankees anyway, so it's all gonna be forgiven in New York, who are the hardest on him. But okay. Yeah, I, I think it would be hypocritical of the Yankees, not to jump ahead here, but it would be hypocri- hypocritical of the Yankees to yeah, sign him, especially because I'm picturing Judge and Correa in a locker room together. <laughs> That's not going to go over well. Also, the the fact that Correa declined $32.5 million a year for five years in Houston, essentially it sounded like right away. I feel like that's insane. He's going to make a lot on this open mm-hmm. market. I honestly think, like, I know, I think he's the most valuable shortstop out there on the open market right now, which is insane to see the sheer number of players available. But just based on his age and his defensive ability, I, I don't know. I, I hate don't him. Disagree. I don't want. I, I never want to see him, but anywhere near like Toronto or anything. But I wasn't going to get into I'm this sorry. now. But I think Greg brings up a very good point that you know, it would be weird to see him go to the Yankees. Everyone keeps saying that. Carlos Correa is a future Yankee. I'm not sure I necessarily oh, he's got see it. that. He's got the Yankee demeanor. Yeah, but I don't uh, think about how hard on like there was there was no team, no fan base that was worse to Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve and all of those all of those guys than the Yankees fan base. There's out of every fan base, the New York Yankee fan base probably hates Carlos Correa the most. Jacob, Garrett Cole. So, I, it just seems it just seems weird to see him go there. What about Garrett Cole? People don't associate the pitchers with I think they are the now. cheating scandal. I think there's going to be more and to that now. And the sticky tack thing didn't get exposed until mid-season this year. I know, but then they go back. Because this is what they did with the whole original cheating scandal is they went back to point figures at what was going on in 2017 through 2019. And... They went back to the spin rates of 2019 and saw what was happening in in Houston compared to everywhere else was extremely significant and even prior to that too. Like so, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I I think yeah, but but I don't think people were. As I tuned think into Yankees that. fans. Are I know kind we, of hypocritical. I know we were aware. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> but 
No, Greg's not though. Greg's not. Right. No, Greg. Greg, Greg understands. Does, yeah. Greg, but do you, you would you, Do you want Carlos Correa? I don't. But does Carlos Correa not go. just remind you of fucking Alex Rodriguez in every way? Uh, in different ways, but kind of the same sense that there's like a negative cloud around him. But I also, Greg, don't you think though too that he wasn't like he didn't have like a beef there was not like Carlos Correa is now hated by the Yankees fan base that wasn't necessarily the case with A-Rod he might have been like one of those guys that people didn't really like they kind of thought he was a hot shot like that type of thing but they didn't hate Alex Rodriguez and then he went there he went to the Yankees and became a hateable player for people outside of the Yankees outside of the Yankees fan base you know, Carlos Correa is hated before potentially going into the Yankees fan base. It it was like the op. Like, yeah, I don't know. No, I, 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 do I don't see. I agree too. In a way, I just I think mentality wise, though, you nailed it. That's it's a good it's a good comp. I think that they're both very similar. And but you also I, have I to know. just look at this hole <laughs> of Glaber Torres. Like they need a shortstop. And mm. for the record, the Yankees. Uh, Cashman went on the record as saying they're looking actively this offseason for a shortstop, whether it's in free agency or in a trade. And there, I mean, there are so, a bunch on the market, but I, you just have to think the most suited for a long-term, extremely expensive deal is Carlos Correa. He's going to go to a massive market. So I would have to just... The main team with that big of a budget is the New York Yankees. That's what I'm kind of saying. I think... Like, who? where else could he go? I think Carlos... I think Correa, as a player, in his own mind, doesn't want to go to New York. I don't think he wants to go through the shit what's going to happen when he gets to New York, the fans booing him, which they they will for sure, whether it's because he's underperforming or just because they hate him yeah. off the bat, like Jacob's saying. He, I, th- yeah. I don't think he wants to go into that I do agree. There's no doubt that he will be booed in New York after having one small slump but like we have talked about before Carlos Correa has constantly fed off of the negative energy that's put towards him and I I don't know if it's different him going on the road to do it or if this is actually going to help motivate him too if he's in front of their home base I don't maybe he doesn't even fucking care about the fans like I think Greg made a good point too though about yeah about him not wanting to potentially go into that locker room Mm -hmm. like yeah, it's going to be weird. What the I'm, thing that one of the the things that I actually have highlighted here is when the Astros bitched out of going to the All-Star game this year because they didn't <laughs> want to face the music and go into the locker room and deal with all these guys that had problems with them. And some of the guys that had problems with them vocally were Aaron Judge, who's essentially the captain of the Yankees. So Jacob, they brought in Domingo Herman and they sat down and worked with him. I, I don't know. I th- different circuit. I still think it's different. I think as okay. well. Trevor Story is available. I've been saying this all along that I think Trevor Story is going to end up on the Yankees. I they see brought that in Aroldis as- Chapman. There's just so many. I think no, you can't. Okay, it's I, not. It's also not fair for you to compare. Araldis Chapman and Domingo Herman to Carlos Correa because Carlos Correa is not a domestic abuser. Yeah, as far but as, that's what as I'm far saying. As we know it's they, for completely different things. Yeah, but it's far less significant than Araldis Chapman and Domingo Herman. 
And that's why I'm like, they can they can just put this to rest. Like I think they're people are moving on. It's a it's a completely different thing though because you you can't like it. The effect that it has on the fan base is different. They there's not the hatred toward these guys that there is towards Carlos Correa. Like I think that that's just being overlooked. Okay. Like I, I, I mean, obviously I, we don't, a, we don't really a, support them, but people aren't actively talking about them and like booing them and all of that stuff on the field because it happens off field and they don't, they haven't created these like enemies. Okay. You know. So, yeah, Greg, do you, what do you do? You actually think that the Yankees are just going to move away from Correa? What about Story? Why are you guys 100... sleeping on Trevor Story? Yeah, I Story and Seager too, man. Yeah. I can see them going after Corey Seager. I can absolutely see both of them. Story, especially after DJ LeMahieu went there and had success, that story might follow suit. But I also and think, see- yeah, go ahead. No, I don't. I just I want. I'm curious to see if Story gives Colorado another look. No, no, no. chance. I think it's done. Yeah. I think I, I I think that 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 bridge has been burned. I think they're going into a rebuild now, and I don't think he wants to be a part of that. I think he wants a kind of a fresh start with this new contract and uh, change things up. He also didn't have a fantastic season this year, and I I'm wondering if he just kind of felt distracted and everything there. I think he I think he's looking for a clean slate. But Seattle. you make a good point. Yeah, Seattle could be good, but they have JP Crawford, who they like defensively there. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you, they move, we, maybe they move him over yeah. to second base or something. Or is or story I'm, over to second what base? What about story? Is he? I we haven't. He's good really, defensively. Yeah. He's been off the radar kind of since the trade deadline because everyone was shocked that he wasn't moved, and then mm-hmm. he kind of just kind of fell off the face of the earth being in Colorado. I think uh, Corey yeah. Seager would be a good fit for the Yankees too. You see them like they went out and got Anthony Rizzo to kind of be a uh, like veteran presence. In there, Corey Seager is very much that guy as well. And yeah. you get the lefty in there with that short porch. I know the Yankees always like to try and target guys like that. So I think he, I think both of those guys, mm-hmm. I think Trevor Story and Corey Seager are both better fits for the New York Yankees than Carlos Correa is. I kind of see Correa going somewhere that there's like, they're like a competitive team, but they don't have like this same the fan base doesn't have the same hatred towards him Mm -hmm. like I think the Dodgers and the Yankees who are obviously number one and two all the time like you can say one and one basically all the time for any time there's a huge free agent on the market both of those fan bases are the two fan bases that hate the Astros players more than anybody so I kind of see them going to see Correa going somewhere that is like a smaller uh a smaller market than New York and LA, but still like a decent market that can afford it. So I'm thinking something like, you know, the giants or, um, like St. Louis Cardinals, Phillies potentially. Yeah. They have, uh, I don't know. They've dumped a lot of money, but that, that could be a spot as well. I think. What about Houston? Yeah. And for sure, Houston, I can for (laughs) sure see them re-signing him. Um, I, I don't see why that, that wouldn't happen. It almost seems, though, like... I It's another thing where it just kind of feels like he's not going back there, but it wouldn't surprise me, and I think yeah. it would make the most sense if he just stayed there. Yeah. I 
Uh, well, he already he already rejected his initial offer. Yeah, but right? I think that, that's a money thing, though. I would assume. I mean, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of money, but yeah. I wonder yeah. though if they had they could have reworked that negotiation for that, like added more years and added more money to that. If they could have done that prior to free agency, or once he declines it, that's that. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got off topic here. But I think that was a good conversation, and I'm I'm now I'm really interested to see how that plays out. But let's get back to the World Series really quickly. There's just one more point I wanted to touch on, and I think you guys both saw this, but Trevor Plouffe, a former Minnesota Twin, who is now like kind of just a baseball personality. He's on some podcasts and like makes video content and shit with uh, John Boy Media. He predicted. Back in March, he put out a tweet that said, Braves over Astros in six games. He predicted exactly what happened in the World Series back in March. How do you guys feel about this? Did he just get in? Well, obviously he got lucky to an extent, but that's that's pretty nuts, right? So... Yes, he got from A to B correct. He predicted it correct. But I also think he would have picked Ronald Acuna Jr. as maybe World Series MVP, and he would have played a big role in that. He would have said maybe, you know, Mike Soroka comes off the IL partway through the year and is the ace of the rotation he's supposed to be. I think there's a lot of questionable pieces in there where if he could reevaluate that six months later and say going into the playoffs, you stand by that, he would have said absolutely fucking not. Yeah, like when when they lose... Acuna, Soroka, and the other guy partway through the year, he's probably thinking, well, there goes that pick. And then it's, it, everything turns around. It's kind yeah. of cool. That's a good point, Greg. It's it's almost like that's like a representation, basically, I think, of how the fan base was feeling, too. I think once all mm. of once they lost those three guys, like they were just feeling defeated, I think. And and yeah. then it just everything turned and now they're World Series champions. So I I just think it's absolutely nuts. The, the ride that that fan base and those players went through. Okay, did you... So, did you... I think we're about oh, to say I, the you're same thing. Say go same for thing it. As, you go... No, you go So, I don't, I'm not sure the exact date of this, but in July, they had a 0.3% chance of winning the World Series, which was down there with, like, Pittsburgh and shit. So... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say... Um, I know Jacob has a note here about the money he would have won. Do you, do you know what the number no, was? No, I couldn't find it again. I lost it. I had it I had it there on Instagram and I thought I saved the post but I lost it. But it was it was like millions. Like he won he it won was, like over a million dollars. Yeah, he have the exact figure. So I have the exact figure Ooh. referenced in different numbers. So if he would have put 10 grand on his bet, he would have won twenty five point six million. I think I swear. I think it was more in the like hundreds, though, wouldn't it have been. No, that. but I I actually think that it was. I, I remember that was like the number that came to mind, but maybe that's okay. what I saw mm-hmm. was that someone maybe made a comment like if he had put down ten grand, but then, I don't. He, yeah. yeah, but he put money on it for sure Cause because I, I also heard vicious rumors though to add to this to add to the the potential theory that he didn't put much money on it is that he was circulating bets. He did a whole bunch of bets for different scenarios. Hmm. And one of mm-hmm. them hit, 
which was this one. So that's why I was like, if he put $10,000 on this, is he putting how much money did he put down? Like $200,000 to get yeah. to that? But yeah, I, 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 I know no for sure he, he, actually he put decent money on it though because um, Chris Rose, do you know him? Do you guys know who that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He, he used yeah. to have a show on ESPN. Now he just does online stuff and has a podcast and stuff. But he works with, with Ploof and he said that uh, he's going to, if like if it happens and it ended up happening, he's going to ha- be able to put like a solid new addition on his house. So he put, he put a <laughs> decent amount of money in, I think, and is, is making, making quite a bit back. So that's, that's pretty crazy that that, that mm-hmm. happened. Our predictions didn't quite go that way when we look back on those, but that's okay. We don't need to talk about that. Thank God. <laughs> so I have some notes here and we can just kind of breeze through it and then, and then touch on it. I just put some kind of reflection points on things that happened this season. So it, as I mentioned, this is like one of the better seasons that I can remember as a baseball fan. And one of the first things that happened early in the season was the rise of Yerman Mercedes. Do you guys remember Yerman Mercedes? I don't know. Haven't heard that name in years type of meme, you know? You mean the guy who retired? Yeah. So the, <laughs> the rise back. and fall of, of the Yermanator was something notable that I found extremely interesting. 28-year-old catcher who wasn't even a catcher. He was basically just a designated hitter. Came out lightning hot, like literally batted like 400 through like the first month and a half of the year, hitting a bunch of bombs, falls off a cliff, announces his retirement, then says he's not retired, spends the rest of the year in the minor leagues. What a, what an interesting time that was. (laughs) I completely forgot that. All caused by Tony La Russa. Yeah. Uh. Some blame, some blame Tony La Russa. That's definitely true. Another fun thing Uh. that happened guys is we found out that the Cleveland Indians were no longer going to use that insulting name and they were switching to the Cleveland Guardians. So heavily dumb. debated. We heavily debated. People <laughs> so hate good. the name. And you know hey, who else I, hates the fact that name. they have this name? It's the Cleveland Guardians <laughs> roller derby team that has now filed a lawsuit uh, and has a very very good case to be made here. That Absolutely they're gonna, ridiculous. they're gonna have to get some chunk of change. You guys want to talk about that for a minute? This yeah. roller, this roller derby team had been around since like the fucking eighties or something. They've been around a long ass time. They're an established organization. They're actually trademarked, like their name is trademarked and everything. They're a registered business. This is a legit problem. Like, how is this? How is this gonna play out in it, the off season? Yeah. Because. This there it goes one of two ways, the Guardians, the sorry the 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 baseball team of the Cleveland Guardians either says, "Fuck it, we're just gonna find a new name," or no. this Cleveland Guardians roller derby to- team has hit the fucking mother load because they're gonna be getting percentages off of all Cleveland Guardians merchandise moving forward. You know it's funny to me because if you have like a minor basically a little league baseball team in a city and a big big franchise comes and uses that name without knowing because it's such a blip on the radar that this fran that this team name exists 
like I don't know. Fuck the Cleveland Guardians roller derby team. I guarantee you they had no idea that it wasn't even in existence when they chose this name. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Isaac, you always get on me because I'm a little bit too capit- uh, too much of a capitalist sometimes, you think. And now you are standing up for the big corporation and yes. shitting is on the little guy. The Cleveland, right this Cleveland Guardians crushing roller them. derby team, Isaac, Fuck for years <laughs> has probably struggled to get by. They were probably on the brink of collapsing. There's, and then the, all of the no, sudden, they were, they were all of the sudden collapsing because they were funded by the players. They it was like they paid to rollerblade. They didn't get paid. Now they're well, going to get paid. It's fine. This is a win-win for them. What are you talking about? This is no, the greatest that's what I'm thing saying. No, okay. no, no. I'm saying this is a win for the Cleveland Guardians roller derby team. They're they're going to get money off of this for sure. Or Cleveland is going to say we don't want to give you. You know, they're going to take them to trial and they're just going to keep them there, keep them there until they just run out of money and they end up, end up <laughs> giving nothing, donate yeah. the trademark. No, they, they, they won't do that because they know they'll take on endless amounts of debt knowing that that check is going to be coming. How much, is, how much of an insult is this to that organization when this baseball team comes in and they're like, we're taking this name and they didn't even realize that this was already trademarked in the city of Cleveland? You know, I have to. I have to assume that someone within the organization no. knew about this. Jacob, because I guarantee you, Toronto must have. Toronto must have a professional rollerblading thing, roller derby shit. And do you have any idea? No, no. But I don't work for. I, if if I was <laughs> going to, when I name my business, I look into it. You look in to see if there's other organizations that have this. So they and must that's have how seen it and been it like, is. they're too. Well, that's what they thought, but you can't just you can't just come in and just trample this this little team. Oh, they did, and though. not expect not expect some bag. <laughs> so I I think I think that the I think Cleveland they Guardians they, roller derby team, the stock is going this, up. They know what's going on. Like if they knew that this team was gonna like start fussing over it, they knew it wasn't gonna be much. They're gonna hand them ten million dollars. It's over. If the Cleveland Guardians roller derby team was. Greg, uh, available Greg, on the what? stock market, I'd be investing right now. Hold on. Well, Greg, what's your take here? Up. Because oh, you, yeah. you hated the Cleveland Guardians name when it was established. So what's your take on this? Still role? a stupid name. Is it even dumber now that you realize a roller derby team held this name? Okay, a few questions. Number one, did the intern who came up with the Cleveland Guardians <laughs> pitch to the ownership get fired? Because that guy definitely lost his job. Number two, what does a roller derby team do? <laughs> do they just go and like hold hands and go yeah. do some do you, laps? Like it, their costs are twenty bucks. That's it's like it. the they lost they lost like 20, 15 minutes okay. of pay. A, a theory though is the intern that you're speaking of was actually a member of that team, <laughs> and he was like, "This is gonna be the first time I ever get a paycheck from roller derbying." Is it roller? Like, what do you even True. refer to that as? So instead of paying three hundred dollars every year to roll around the rink. Now he's gonna get paid three hundred thousand dollars because he chose he gave the name away. He's probably pissed that he's like there on like an unpaid internship too, just <laughs> working like working like working his ass off and getting no no pay because of you know opportunities and all of that Wait. that all of that shit that they sold him. He's like fuck this, I'm getting the bag. Big brain. So he's the genius. Yeah. He's the genius behind all of it. Okay, oh, is man. this a like a male a male team or a female team? 
It's a I male forget. team, I believe. And basically the way roller derby works, Greg, is there's two roller derby teams and they just go in this like bowl and all that they do is like skate around and try to take out the other people. It's violent. Yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> like WWE on, on wheels. WWE uh, scripted. Uh, so that's fake? Um, no, no, I don't think it's fake actually. So yeah, maybe like UFC on wheels. UFC on wheels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Big new also it, it shouldn't have taken much. They should have just put this in a domain and they would have realized that this was taken. ClevelandGuardians.com is the roller derby team's website. Mm. <laughs> they already have the domain. That's what I'm saying. It's like they did they did like no research. They're just like, oh yeah, we like this. We're going to go with it. Like I, I can't believe that that happened. Like I literally, with my dinky ass businesses, I did way more research than they did. It seems like because how oh, do you not no. look up the how do you not They're look up the domain names? So this is like the shittiest website, Jacob. You know, like the League Connect websites, those websites that are like super small for like. Yeah. Yeah, it's a super small one, but their first link on their website now is Cleveland Guardians merch is now available. <laughs> they, <laughs> they didn't have merch until until Cleveland Guardians announced. They're, Sign me up for a t-shirt. Uh, fuck. That's funny. That's what I'm saying, though. They're, they're going to get the bag. Because even in the logo, first of all, this the Cleveland, if you look it up, look up the, go to clevelandguardians.com as soon as you can <laughs> and look at the logo and realize that it's a thousand times better than the ones that the, that the baseball team came up with dude it actually is it's so much better it's not even close so they they had this fucking intern for for cleveland they he has he's not only has he been making them the logo but he's also been out here fighting for the for his roller derby team and getting the bag. So shout out to that intern. This guy is gonna be the okay. next Jeff Bezos. So after seeing this logo and the other logo, I'm like, all right, they definitely knew this team existed because this is a logo they would have came out with. They, yeah, <laughs> this is like the obvious Guardians logo. Yeah, these I should I should reach out to these guys and ask them if they need someone to to help with their website because this could use some work. And oh, you're like I, I, I see the vision so in this team now. I, I'm I'm here for the uh, for the checks in the future. Also, their this, merch this is, is garbage. about to be a rich ass organization. Whoever owns this team, your fucking merch is garbage. You should be cashing in way more. Yeah, I, I'm gonna but I'm still gonna send them a message. A I think I can help them. Contact you guys. You guys are about to see a. I'm gonna write them a strongly worded Guardians. email right now. 1707 Creative is is about to make. Oh my a, god. You don't even have to like try out. They have recruitment. You want to be a guardian? You can just email them and you become a roller derby professional. This sounds fun. This is my new favorite thing. Do you guys want to start a Cleveland Guardians roller derby podcast? Yes. Just talk about all things Cleveland Guardians (laughs) roller derby. Okay, but who do they play? The scouting report. Do they travel or is it all like? Is there? Is it all within Cleveland? Is this Cleveland Guardians Cleveland? I would assume. Uh, I don't. Maybe they leave once. Maybe they have a weekend trip once in a while. Maybe they're going to okay. rebrand to Cleveland Indians. No, I don't think that's going to happen. There are some units on this team. They have a 2018 <laughs> team photo. 2018? <laughs> they don't have... Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, fuck. they definitely did not oh, realize that this was, this was a thing. Oh, but that's still thick. bad. ClevelandGuardians.com. Wait, it's not Come men's. On. It's co-ed. Mixed? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, the, well, there's a manly looking girl then. Oh, there's a few. 20 of them were at least, like, just oh, yeah, stone-cold al- al- alcoholics. There's no doubt. 
well, you have to, I think you have to have a bit of a buzz on to get in there and just take elbow pads to the draw. <laughs> this is the All epitome. Right. Uh, never mind. Yeah, we, we, we got to call this, I think. This is this is too much uh, Cleveland Guardians <laughs> talk. But yeah, that was, the, so there, there's another fun little storyline for you guys that happened. Uh, another one that we, we talked about a lot in our last episode was the Oakland A's fighting to stay in Oakland. So you can go back and listen to those those episodes. Last episode, Woo. 25, and episode three and four, we talked about that as well. So you can dive into that. And then, boys, the fucking sticky stuff scandal. This is like steroid era 2.0 type of situation here that we, that we got warrior. in the middle of this season. And it honestly seems like it was a long time ago now, doesn't it? Yeah. So... Obviously, for those of you that aren't familiar, basically there was a whole scandal that pitchers were using foreign substances to alter the spin rate and, you know, ultimately gain more control and all of this stuff. And they had the big crackdown midseason saying you can't use any foreign substance anymore. The only thing you're allowed to use is the rosin bag that they have back there, as, as well as, you know, like saliva. You're allowed to lick your fingers, all that stuff. That got that happened mid-season. We saw <laughs> some injuries to major players like Tyler Glass now, who directly blamed the crackdown on this, on him partially tearing his UCL, and now probably going to have to get Tommy John. Did he already get Tommy John? I don't know. But he did some serious damage sure. and missed the rest of the season. That's obviously a big loss for Tampa Bay, who would have really liked to have him in the postseason. Um, we saw Garrett Cole become the absolute scapegoat for spider tack and have some struggles after the crackdown, but still be an elite pitcher, which is what you would expect. And yeah, it was, we saw, we saw some guys get suspended for being caught with the foreign substances and umpires having to run their fingers through people's hair. <laughs> you guys remember that Max Scherzer thing? Uh, the strip down. Yeah, the oh, strip and Joe Girardi's, Girardi's yes. moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He caused that. Yeah, trying to get Max Scherzer all fired up out there. Oh, Trevor yeah. Bauer had his career highlight when he was on the broadcast. He just stuck the ball <laughs> to his hand, and it was just sweat and rosin before we realized he was Bill Cosby. But Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, and then we had that, we had that scandal, <laughs> another scandal as well, with the man that Isaac just mentioned. Uh, yeah, that was, that, that's not good. We have no idea how that's going to play out. And don't really care to be honest. The game didn't miss Trevor as long as, Bauer. Nah, as long as he doesn't come back, no. who cares? Like it's well, I mean, we should care. I hope he's never heard from again. Best case scenario. I think it's absolutely yeah. nuts to think about the highest paid player. Just we lost him because of the shit that he did, and I don't care. I don't think anyone but he cares. Still even got the fucking paid. Dodgers. Even the Dodgers didn't care. Yeah. Even they the Dodgers the didn't care. They still paid him. They, they should went fight out that. Got, they, they went out and got that. Max Scherzer, who's a million times better. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, four guys in that rotation are a million times better. Yeah. I take any of them lit. over Trevor Bauer. The fuck? Trevor Bauer is literally yeah. only good because of sticky good substances. Riddance. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we lost we lost a, a couple clowns this year, actually. You know, we lost him and Ozuna. Good riddance. Hope you hope to never see yeah. you again. But then on the positive note. We had some outstanding individual performances. There was 
multiple, multiple MVP caliber seasons that in any other year had they, you can put them up against so many other seasons where people won MVP and say, this guy would have won over that guy, you know, like uh, just Vlad Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., um, Max Muncy, I don't know. Where where else am I going here, boys? Marcus Semien had an what? amazing year. Showtime. Showtime. Shohei Otani, who's going to win the MVP in the American League, of course. Oh, uh, quick note. AL finalists for MVP were announced, obviously, Vladdy and Shohei, but also Marcus Semien. Yep. Yeah, I saw yep. that. It's that big. huge. He hit... Okay, well, I'll... Hey, fuck it. I'll get into it now. Marcus Semien hits more home runs than any second baseman in baseball history. Salvador Perez hits more home runs than any catcher in baseball history within a single season for both of those two guys. Hell yeah. Those are two pretty historical, like, big-time things that we saw this season. That's nuts. The Daniel Camarena home run. Do you guys remember that? The Grand Slam in San Diego? Yep, the relief pitcher. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty that was pretty wild, and yeah, man, there's there was just so much shit that happened. The Braves infield, do you guys remember that little that little note I was talking you uh, talking to you about? So that was way back. There was, there was only one team ever, and it was like uh, 2004 or something. It was like early 2000s Marlins team that had all four of their infielders hit. 25 home runs that had never happened this year it happened again with the Atlanta Braves team and they almost had all of those guys get to 30 home runs they were almost the first infield to have 30 home runs for each infielder except Dansby Swanson fell a little bit short but they still achieved that 25 home run mark so that was another really cool thing I thought was you know Kind of under underappreciated. Uh, God, mm-hmm. you guys, you guys want to read some of, some of these things off here? I was gonna say next note you got here is about your boy Robbie Ray. Yep. Recently, officially named a finalist for AL Cy Young with Garrett Cole and Lance Lynn. Uh, Who's taking that? That was huge. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's Robbie, Robbie Ray. Ray. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think he's yeah. No, there's no doubt. In my mind, I, le- I mean, there shouldn't be doubt. Yeah, I don't think Garrett Cole in his September shouldn't have even allowed him to be a finalist. But it was close until that last month. We we knew that it was coming down to like each of these guys' like final few starts, and that was going to mm. be the deciding factor. And it just didn't go well for Garrett Cole. And now I think that Ray is the clear winner. So. Yeah, it's got to be. We'll have to. Who is a free agent this year? Yes, right? he is. He, well, he's a, not a free agent this year. He's a free agent now. Well, that's how it works, right? Yeah. As soon as the season's over, this this yeah. man is a free agent. But he belongs to nobody. Yeah. yeah. So I actually uh, am hoping to do a Blue Jays bonus episode where we just talk Blue Jays. Um, Isaac, I don't know if you want to join me for that. I don't know. We'll sure see what brings up to at that time. But uh, there was so much crazy stuff that happened with the Blue Jays this year with like having two MVP finalists, a Cy Young finalist, um, rookie of the year candidates that this team was unbelievable and it deserves its own episode. 
so I'm gonna, we're going to be putting out a, a bonus Blue Jays episode um, this season because as much as we do like to talk about the other teams and we're not a Blue Jays podcast, we are Blue Jays fans, Isaac and I. And, uh, you know, maybe if Greg wants to put out a, a Yankees exclusive, I'd be happy to hop on Greg and, yeah. you know, help help guide the conversation and give some input. We could do that. Can I'd you give down. positive input, though, when it comes to the Yankees, Jacob? Can you remain yeah. objective? I think so. As long as they don't, as long as they don't go out and questions. get Carlos Correa, <laughs> I, could, I could do my best to remain <laughs> neutral. All right, so you better do that one sooner than later, then. Carlos Correa is not going to the Yankees. <laughs> I'm saying no it chance. now. Uh, I'm going to say it now he is going to. All right. Well, there's our sound or clip It's right that there. or Houston. There's our Instagram post right there. Uh, God. Oh, okay. Also. That's going to look bad on another, you. Another, like, talking about outstanding achievements and stuff this year. Like, let's talk about some guys that had, like, veterans that had bounce back incredible years. Brandon Crawford and Buster Posey, both in... San Francisco, obviously. Brandon Crawford, we've always known, has been a terrific defensive shortstop. This year, he broke out as an offensive threat. And was he an NL uh, MVP finalist? I know a lot of people were talking about him for MVP. I thought that that was a little ridiculous, but he wasn't a finalist. It was uh, Soto, Tatis, and Harper were finalists. Yeah, so they got it right. But people were talking about him. He had an amazing season still. Uh, nonetheless, regardless, I'm sure he'll he'll probably finish top ten in MVP voting in the National League. I would think. Um, and then Buster Posey, who just recently announced his retirement, had we another need to talk great, about that. Had a great season. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm, I. Are you guys as shocked as I am by that? Not really. The retirement. Yeah, no, no, I kind of saw it coming. Thirty-four. Okay, they were talking three two months ago. They were talking about the the offer that was on the up. table. After this season from San Francisco, he was beat up, but he just like you said, he just had a career year. Yeah, so why don't why don't you good end on a go good out. note? I I, I mean he didn't too, say age; it was all injuries. Play, too many people play until injuries derail their career or their performance. I mean, just injuries did anymore. derail his career, and exactly. he still did this. And he just had it, and his first healthy season, he probably yeah. doesn't think he could do it again. He probably feels well, he the wear and tear. He, he did cite the pain. The he, he said, yeah, right? that's what yeah, kind exactly. of what the main thing was. But it's kind of sad to see him go coming off of this year knowing that he has a lot more left in the tank. He does, regardless yeah. of how his body would end up later on. But he had more to give to baseball. He, uh, it's sad to see him go, a player like you that. You know, here's, a, here's another thing that we're going we're gonna to have to discuss. The Michigan State with the players, no, no, no. The player, the player negotiation. No, no. The player negotiation going on uh, this this season, like the collective bargaining or whatever that they're going to have to do. A lot of people talking about a designated hitter coming to the National League at the start of next season. If that's the case, would this have changed Buster Posey's mind? Because maybe Buster Posey could have done very little catching and spent most of his time as the Giants' designated hitter. We saw that happen to, like, Joe Maurer with Minnesota. You know, he he was a guy that was uh, always a really good offensive catcher, but was getting beat up behind the plate and switched to be a designated hitter slash first baseman. But Posey was playing some first base. I I don't think that would have swayed him. I didn't know that. 
I don't think that would have swayed him. Because it mm-hmm. happened so soon after the season. Like, it was, like, immediate that he announced his retirement that mm-hmm. I don't think that was a factor. Because if, if it was mm-hmm. a factor, he would have waited until that was officially announced. And my, my thought process would be, I don't do know. Do you guys think we're going to see a designated hitter? Where do you stand on that? Greg? <laughs> uh, I think it's got to be consistent between leagues either way. You either implement pitcher's hit across the board or DH across yeah, the well, board. Yeah, well, they're not going to go pitcher's hit. I don't hit, care so which way it goes. the DH is coming then. <laughs> but this has to, sure. I think this has to, should be announced before free agents can be signed. Because that this yeah. that is a huge factor in free agency, right? Mm-hmm. And in training and off-season tra- trading, and but uh, that's not something that would even be discussed until the winter meetings. Mm. All right, well, Greg, you have to you have to get going. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to just you know send send the listeners off on for you? We're Isaac and I are going to keep talking a bit because we got more stuff to go over. But what are your final thoughts here, Greg? Just you know everything. Think about all the stuff that happened this season, what, what's in your mind right now that you need to get out? I, first and foremost, I'm excited for free agency. I think it's going to be a wild shakeup. There are going to be some big names flying left, right, and center recapping the, the past year. I think the AL East moving forward and this past season, as we saw is an absolute wagon, uh, NL East super underwhelming, but I think that's going to change next year. I think Mets might turn it around not to be too specific. I think, yeah, (laughs) Um, I think we touched on a lot of the things so far that I had some, some big opinions on. And I look forward to, you know, sharing some more in that Yankees breakdown podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Greg, for joining us. Have a good evening. Yeah. And anything you got to tell me about my recap? We'll see you in no. Houston. We're doing the Houston. We got it in a couple of weeks. We're back for <laughs> a Houston. Houston exclusive episode. Well, no, look, all we right. got to do the all time roster soon. We might as well just dedicate oh, yeah, that true, entire true, episode true. to Houston. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, Greg. All right. Hold the fort yep, down. Take that stash and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be bigger next yeah, time. I, I hope do. so. All right. It's kind of bordering the Austin Matthews look right now. Yeah, he, d- he does have a bit of an Austin <laughs> Matthews look right now, doesn't he? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a very good comp, Isaac. Thank you. Uh, all right. Where were we? We were just talking about all the crazy shit that happened, Buster I guess. Posey. So, uh, yeah. How about Bryce Harper as well? Oh, I, I just want to say he made one note about the divisions and he said NL East, AL East, but I think we have a sleeper division next year and that is the AL West. Seattle front office said they're going to be big, big spenders this offseason. This, Seattle is now in the mix. I mean, they mm-hmm. were technically they in, were the in the mix, mix this, this year. year. Barely. I mean, they're crazy that they were in the mix, but now they're really going to be in the mix. Mm-hmm. No more fucking around with them. Yeah, that's good. I think it's I'm excited time. to see a complete season out of Jared Kalanick again. He really uh, took a turn in the second half yes. there, and you know they just have a lot of they have a lot of young talent like Kyle Lewis, um, Julio Rodriguez is coming up. He'll be there soon. That's right. That's his I, name. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Th- I don't know. Is he going to be up though this year? Do you think? I think so. I think he's going to be basically what happened to Kellen. Well, he'll be, yeah, there'll he'll be, be service manipulated time manipulation sure, at the beginning. He'll probably, he probably won't be there for the first month. And then he's a I year think younger he than Kellen join the team. And Franco. And he was another guy on that team raw. that, yeah, yeah, he is. That's the thing. We'll see. We'll see where he's at. I think we'll definitely see him for sure next year at some point. I don't know when that's going to be. Um, if we want to keep talking about young guys, Wander Franco, in the discussion for Rookie of the Year. I'm so right glad he his got his teammate respect. Randy. 
I had as soon as I sent, I believe I sent that to you, right? Like as soon as it happened, that's, I mean, that's as big for you. Your boy won the Roberto Clemente award. Yeah. And Nelson obviously Cruz. that was announced prior to that, but I don't know if we even talked about that on the podcast. Um, but yeah, no. Wander Franco is finally getting the credit that, he, I mean, he was obviously seen as such, but he's really getting the credit to be a finalist in this when he did not come into the season until June, I believe. Yep. May or June. I think that's right. So June. I yeah, I think June. it was June. Late June. It was late June, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they did the two manipulation things. They did the, uh, I forgot the second one was actually more about the money and arbitration. So. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. So good Good for Wander Franco. He's going to be an absolute superstar. There's, there's no already doubt about is. it. Yeah, he already is. Underrated superstar for sure. Or under uh, MVP 2022. You think so? Next year? Yes. He's That's early for MVP. I huh? mean, Bryce Harper had a MVP and Rookie of the Year campaign. So what about Mikey, Mike Trout? Yeah, exactly. That's okay. All right. Well, let's see. That's is that your pick? Are you locking? I'm in locking that your in. Pick? As soon as as soon as the books open up, I'm putting twenty bucks on that. Do you think? Do you think Randy's taking it this year though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at twenty twenty season, it's hard to contest that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Wander Franco for is had a much better season than Randy Rosarena and the other ones. Also, it's not fair. Randy Rosarena is twenty six years old. He's in his athletic peak. Just human biology. He should be way way ahead of Wander Franco. So, uh, Wander Franco, I really think should be the MVP. I mean, the the Rookie of the Year because of what he did in the time period that he was allowed. So. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always gonna make the case. I think obviously Randy is equally as deserving. Um and then we have I mean we should give some love to Luis Garcia, I guess, too, being the third finalist. Sure. The third finalist, I must say. Third. Yeah, in that order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, good for him. What else we got? Um Yeah, so I mean the other thing I just wanted to say quickly was Fernando Tatis, another guy you can't sleep on for National League MVP. I think, and really meant most of the years moving forward here. He had an MVP caliber season, missing a lot of time because he played. And when he played, he was playing with one shoulder. He you know, <laughs> dislocated his shoulder, completely trashed the thing. I think he's getting off-season surgery on it now. So good for him for, for hanging in there. He, he literally changed his swing. Like he cut down the follow-through on his swing significantly. It worked just so that he could continue playing and it didn't stop from from hitting bombs. I think he had out of all the guys that were like tops of the league in home runs, he he had the most home runs like per game or per plate appearance, I think, out of any of them. Yes. So, he is just a superior human being. That's yeah. that's it. It's LeBron <laughs> really James type. Yeah. He's yeah, he's he's going to be to me he's one of those guys that's going to be an athlete that transcends sports. You have you have guys he's that become, so injured though. You have you have guys that become more than just a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Like you have you know Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, LeBron James. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky is funny to put in this in this group, but okay. Yeah, Jackie Robinson. I don't know. David okay, Ortiz is another guy. I don't know. There's so many. There we go. There's a lot. I but think I think uh, he I think he's Acuna one of those put in type that. of guys. I think Acuna could be put in that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I not sure Acuna the has the same um, type of appeal 
in the U.S. necessarily as as Tatis, Tatis. does. I think I think he's more Tatis is kind of um flashy, uh, because flashy. of like especially with the kids too. Yeah, he's flashy. You know, he he likes video games. He's he was happy to be on the cover of it and stuff. You don't necessarily get that from him. So as much as I think Acuna could very well be at his level in terms, I of think we would have if he was healthy. Though we would have seen that. It, it sucks that his mm. franchise was in the World Series without him. Yeah, it really like does completely suck. without him, right? Because that's their fate. That could be their face of the franchise. Hey, but he gets a ring, and you know what? He fucking deserves that thing too. Yes. I, I always feel bad for I the agree. guys that don't get to participate in the World Series, but I mean, I you still get a ring. But I don't know, dude. Did you <laughs> see that guy? Dolphus, there's, there's there's a crown. Hey, what are dude, you saying, sir? What the hell was the name of that guy? That I shared it to our story. It, it's uh, some some dude that has only really ever appeared as a pinch runner. Now has three World oh, Series fuck. rings. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could try <laughs> yeah. it. I, I don't know. We're probably not gonna be able to just Google well, that. Yeah, no, it. I can find it in the stories because um, Grant Balfour, former pitcher, responded to the story. Really? Yeah, and you didn't even respond to it. But it's okay. are you serious? Why yeah, the fuck wouldn't you tell like, me that? He said speed kills. Cry, 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 smiley face. Because I didn't even see it until yesterday. He responded on Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's oh. the problem. I was. Oh, I was Terrence Gore. Friday. Terrence Gore. Ter- Terrence Gore. Okay. There you go. So, do you want me to rhyme this off? So this. Yeah. His career stats. His career stats. Not even stats this year. 102 games played. 62 as a pinch hitter. <laughs> he also has two doubles, one triple, one RBI, zero home runs. And he has three World Series rings. He has more rings than he does. I mean, he has as many rings as he does extra base hits. And I don't know. I don't know what his stolen bases are. Yeah, that's but. hilarious. <laughs> Good for him, man. Uh, hasn't even played a full season in the big leagues as three rings. Look at that man yeah. go. Oh, that's nuts. He's going to make more money selling those rings than he did in his career. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, yeah. I I don't know how to feel about uh, about. I mean, yeah. Good for him, I guess. Good for him. Fuck it. I just <laughs> I gave it to Acuna. Obviously, they're not the same caliber player by any means. That's the dude. dude that's the dude we gotta role. go get on the podcast. That's the first guest you need. Terrence Gore. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just All go right. get him. He might. He seems. He seems attainable. He can show off his rings too. We can see what and they maybe look fucking like on Grant Belfour now. If he's out here replying to our stories, maybe yes. uh, that's another guy I can I can hit up. His pod, they follow us. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know yeah. they do. That's cool. Yeah, hit them up. All Joint right, we'll podcast. See. I forget. Uh, I I don't remember what it's called. But if anybody has, so any listeners right now, uh, we're trying to get um, some guests for the off season. If you have like any connections or anyone that you you think would be a good member of the or like a good guest to have on the podcast, hit us up. Let us know. We would appreciate that. And we're not just even just trying to get name value people. Um, I've been thinking that like we could have a couple, uh, you know, like um, my God, you just want fun people. Remember here? Oh, now I'm gonna have <laughs> so, to keep yeah. But before I get it, but like basically, we Isaac and I have been at umpires. We'd been umpires for like multiple years. I was thinking of having the the guy that basically was in charge of umpires in our area potentially on the podcast just to talk about 
how hard it is to actually try and get umpires. And if this is like, if he thinks this might be the root cause of why the umpiring is so bad is because from an early age, people don't want to be umpires anymore because of all the shit they have to put up with. So I thought that might be an interesting conversation piece. And, you know, so people like that, I'm still hoping to kind of have on and just have different conversations with. So if you have anyone like that, that you think would be, I can add anything interesting guest. Yeah. Bring some shit. Let us know. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! This is this is gonna be a long episode. I think. Actually, <laughs> I think we should just get a random dude that's a fucking hardcore Houston fan. I think that would be funny and, and heated. duel it out with them. Yeah. Oh, that would be I, sick too. Uh, but I okay. think we need to do it in person. I feel like we just need to be like three on one. We're just put this guy across from us, and we're all gonna sit and then Ca- catch a flight yes. to Houston, Isaac. Yes, and catch a case. <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe it should be virtual. No, nah, they got guns down there, man. They're packing. Oh, true. I think he, we got to bring him up here where we know he won't yeah. be uh, won't be carrying heat. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Okay. Um, let's move away from the player performance thing. Unless, is there an... Oh, my God. Shohei Otani. I almost I mean, moved barely on. mentioned him, but the greatest season in, I, I mean, in, in history, in a way, kind of. Yeah, mm, so I the somewhat. note I have here, Isaac, is Otani becomes the first true way, uh, first true two way player since the mechanic whites only era. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, and that's that's fucking facts. <laughs> Shohei Otani Smith is rolling over right now. Shohei Otani is the first real two way player since it was a real competition. No, so he's the really. old first and only. Yes, he's the first and only true, <laughs> authentic, two-way player, ever, and he's I gonna win MVP. And he was. We need to celebrate this season only because it's only gonna happen once. He is top five, starting pitchers. Would you say that St- top five starting pitchers in the American well, League I, in I terms mean, of ability per, per start? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Maybe, also, maybe, maybe easily in the top five, League. top five hitter in the American yes. League as well. In baseball, unbelievable. This year in baseball, sure. He's, I, he's, I went. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Bears more value to the bat. Also, you know, has speed. Twenty stolen bases or whatever. There and his uh, sprint speed is elite. Also, yeah, <laughs> not to mention. And if they had him playing right field, he'd be a great right fielder. A Gold Glover. Yep. Maybe. Shohei Otani flies baby. that shit down. We talked yeah. so we talked so much about Shohei this year, Isaac. Okay, so you, we didn't. We needed to give. Actually, I guess we will give Greg more props when it's official. But Greg chose him. Oh my God, he did as his MVP in the I American forgot about League. That. Yes. Let's so go. I I'm hoping Greg's gonna listen to the podcast past when he left. Um, and be like, I shit, go. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, but Shohei Otani was Greg's pick, so I feel like we got to do a celebration for Greg here because that that was like I don't know a, if you can clap a into a microphone. Pick. I don't know how that works for your ears. Apologies if that was horrific to hear, but you just gotta. It's like we, the, we had to clap for Greg, clap. and we hope at home right now you're you're also clapping for Greg. Jacob, you need to start it. queuing in some fucking sound effects. I've been saying this. It's time wah, wah, you get some. Wah. Yeah, now you gotta have like some crowd going? noise. No, like just like the what's it called? The sitcom type claps. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, what if we actually like filtered in fan noise? They did. We saw that last year in the pandemic season 
We oh. saw we saw stadiums. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Fuck the sound. In fan noise. <laughs> Never mind. It's too bad. It's too you fake. You want some high pitch fake fan noise, Isaac? In the podcast, that's what you need. You didn't get. Enough I'm pretty of that sure. Last season. I I think Tampa Bay was still doing that. Not gonna lie. In the playoffs, they had fake noise. Probably. They were louder than I've ever heard. Yeah. Probably. People in Florida don't give a fuck about baseball. Or any sport in that matter. Do you? Uh, I've actually. I, they didn't give a know, fuck about football thought- until Tom Brady won a won the <laughs> gave them the ring. It's true. This is this is actually a thought that's crossed my mind before. Is it now? Did last year make it acceptable to pump fan noise into the stadiums? No. Like, do you think? No. Because before no. that was like a thing that they weren't supposed to do. Do you think though the teams are going to no. do that moving forward now? I'm not any saying team that they. has to. You, any team that has will? to do that does not deserve a franchise, and they shouldn't even be re- relocated. They should just fold, and, and all the, the players team, should become unemployed. And the like team they that you've f- accused of potentially doing that is losing their team for half the season and coming. And up they're in, going to a worse. Uh, oh, you're you live in Montreal. Sorry to the Montreal people that I'm assuming listen, but they're going to a worse facility. First of all, if you played for Tampa Bay. The last thing you want to do is go to a te- go to a city where it's not only like super cold, very nice city, cold, also the worst stadium in sports. So, and the most fair weather fan base in baseball. But okay, yeah, let's have a go, be- Montreal. Listen, man, we we talked about this. You can go back and listen to that as well. We I don't remember what episode it is. Just fucking go back. It's in the descriptions. I always do detailed descriptions, so check it out. But. Yeah, they no. There, it's a weird thing. We don't need to get into that too much. But uh, you know what? Maybe we do because this is something that came out this season no. as well. Is that Tampa Bay is at some? We don't know when yet. They haven't made an official announcement, but it, they've made it very clear to us that there is going to be a split season between Tampa Bay and Montreal, which is fucking wild. Uh-oh. We've never we've never had split seasons before, have we, Isaac? If we, I mean, if 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 there has been. Toronto you're probably going back to the mechanic in whites only era again. <laughs> no. That's where you're. Well, Toronto was split between three cities this year, so we had yeah, a tiny different. dose, but that's it's different. different. It's completely different. Is it different. though? They had yes. fans in each. It was based off no, but it was based out of necessity because of a pandemic. It's not based out of this the is fact based out of necessity some... to survive because they don't have enough fans in. But how is this Tampa even going to help them? And they survive? wouldn't have I enough fans understand. in Montreal because they're going to sell old games in Montreal. They're obviously going to sell games. It's For forty-one. It's forty games that they have to sell. Forty games is all they have to sell, and I guarantee you, Montreal fans are going to show out because they think they want a franchise. They think they want a franchise. I mean, I'm until it's there. I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to be, be there. Fucking, I'm going to be gonna in be these stands. I'm going to get fucking season tickets for it. I'm just going to be driving, commuting from Kitchener, which is uh, you can sleep on my seven couch. hours away every day. You can sleep on my couch. Awesome, because I know it's, it'll it's be easy to come by season tickets. My apartment, though, I feel like it—it's like a forty-minute train ride, probably. I Dude, I think they should just build just a random field. Like, like they, they shouldn't play at Olympic Stadium. It's a hazard for everybody. I'm the afraid to go gonna in collapse. There. It's like the Metrodome yeah. without snow on it. I mean, it's you like, remember the the, yeah. the King Dome in Seattle? Oh, dude, you're talking about the fact that the Metro Doom, the roof actually collapsed, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And there was snow on it. I think Olympic Stadium's roof is going to collapse without snow on it during a game. 
I don't know. It's been there for a long time. I think they still do tours and stuff. <laughs> it's it. been there for a long time. Exactly, a long time. I guess that doesn't mean anything. more likely. <laughs> every day is slightly more likely. As soon as you get a rumbling, sold-out crowd there, it's going <laughs> to cause an earthquake. Everything's going to collapse. It's going to be a tragedy. I'm used to old buildings. That's my here, prediction. Though. So I have two predi- predictions for next year. Wander Franco is your MVP, and the Olympic Stadium roof caves in during a game. I hope I'm not in attendance for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, that, you know, that was supposed to just be based on player performance, but uh, that's that's it for, for that section of it. Let's move into, Isaac, our on-field entertainment value. And this is this is where we start talking a little bit more about the teams and what we saw from, from team standpoints. Let's start with the NL West battle between the Dodgers and Giants that we saw literally all season. The two best teams in baseball. No one expected the Giants to be the best team in baseball. How do you feel like reflecting on on what we witnessed between the Dodgers-Giants in the (laughs) National League West this year? Okay, we we knew something was bubbling in the West, but we thought San Diego... And the Dodgers were just gonna put up this yeah. exact fight. That we thought the Giants this was. And we thought that was on. the battle. But honestly, sure. I know I I know we have San Diego fans, and I love San Diego. That's an amazing franchise. I'm super excited for next year. But this this battle was much more impressive. Th- these two are the Giants. In I mean, pardon my pun, but they are the Giants of the West. San Francisco and the Dodgers finally got to truly duke it out in the playoffs as well and it really came down to the last game and we can't say anymore that the Giants were the best team because one team had 110 wins and one team had 109 wins and you can point all the bullshit of the regular season out that oh they came in first in the regular season it doesn't matter when the time came the Dodgers proved that they were number one in that division so finally yeah we were I mean, able to in the regular this. season though they were the best team Oh, yeah, but in the regular season, Atlanta was the worst team to get into the playoffs. I know. All I'm saying is at the end of 162 games, the Giants were the best team in baseball. Second best. The best team in baseball. (laughs) After the Dodgers. If you have the best record, you are the best team by definition. Oh, sorry. Who lost in the the NLDS then? Listen, I'm not... After 162, (laughs) they were... The best team in baseball. Yes, that's but after fact. one sixty, but after one sixty-seven, they weren't. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's not what that was. That's not my argument. <laughs> that's not the point I'm making. That's okay. Uh, oh, yeah. So good for the Giants, man. Good for the yes, Giants that fan is incredible. base. Incredible. Yeah, you guys had to fucking deal with our, our people like us the whole season. <laughs> Your team's gonna collapse. It's, it's not gonna. This isn't gonna last. It's a whole fan base of Carlos Correa's Correa's that fed off of the. The negativity that every other fan base was giving them, like, "Oh, there's no way you do this." Nah, it was, but it nobody was, was truly ruin, ruin, like rooting against them either, right? Like, no, absolutely. Nobody not. has an issue with the Giants. This is a great franchise. Everyone wanted the Giants over the Dodgers. Everyone was cheering oh, for them absolutely. near the end to 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 beat the uh, beat the Dodgers in that yeah. in that race. So. It was Dodgers van. It was basically what happened with like the whole world against Houston. At that point, it was like the whole world against LA Dodgers fans. Mhm. Dodgers are like it's right now top 3 most hated teams are Why? Astros number because 1. 
Okay. Dodgers number two, Yankees number three. I think. I think What's that wrong that's with the Dodgers. Why are we like, the ranking? shitting on the Dodgers? Why? I, we... I don't think I'm. I don't hate the Dodgers, but so many people, Isaac, hate the Dodgers because more, some people hate the Dodgers more than the Astros. I can confirm that one of our listeners has sent me messages before and said that he would rather the Astros win. <laughs> Than the Dodgers. This oh is my fact. god! Okay, I'm not. People what, what hate them. Is, Hold on. Do you know this listener specifically? I'm going to single this guy out here because I'm not sure who it is, but I want to get to the bottom of this. Hey, What's I want to remain a listener. What team so does he cheer for? Mind. No, no, no. What team does he cheer for? Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> so he's jealous. Okay, this comes out of jealousy because his franchise will not spend that money or cannot spend that money because they do not have that money. Every team wants to be the Dodgers. Jacob, we are rooting for Robbie Ray. And Marcus Simeon to both be re-signed. That's going to give us a payroll of over $250 million. Puts us in the Dodgers territory in the same category as them. And then we become that much. They hate us because they ain't us. What's the, in the they interview? Hate us what is they, ain't us. they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> <laughs> but all love to that guy. He cheers for a small, small, small market team that does his best. Does great. I'm a big Cincinnati yeah, fan. Things aren't looking well. good for Cincinnati. Though, no, it's bro. not. <laughs> it's it's not looking good. I he they he, lost sent, Nick. he sent me a bunch of sad stuff he lately. Gone. Like, man, I'm down bad, bro. I'm like, I get oh, it. Oh, he should be. He should have shipped out Joey Votto years ago. Yeah, they're in a they're in a tough spot right now. Where like the rebuild looks like it might take a while, but I also don't think they have the pieces to be competitive again. So they were supposed to be, be good, and the they just like Disappointing team. They're Cincinnati Reds next year, Isaac. This year's Philadelphia Phillies. This year's New York Mets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. No. Let's hope for better things for him. Nick yeah, Castellanos no, is we... gone. He opted out of his contract. Of course. But, you know, maybe he's trying to get a bigger bag. I don't know. I of feel course. like he's going somewhere Of course, else. on we'll both see. parts. He, he's going. It's his time to be a big market guy. They also let Wade Wade Miley go. They just released him. He went to to waivers, and he was well, claimed off of. Uh, he was claimed off of waivers by the Cubs. I want to say that. Don't quote me on that. But and this will be the last time we team. speak of him, because you don't think he'll be like a, a half decent starter next year. No, I think he will be. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he, like he's not going to be good. Five, he's not going to be great. Six. He'll be like a four or five. He'll, in yeah, he'll, he'll, but he'll be an effective four or five. He'll eat the back end. Of the, he'll exactly. eat some starts for that, a shitty why would, team. If if your team is going to be competitive, you don't want why, Jacob, why do you think the Cubs as your claimed fourth or fifth him? starter? Why do you think the Cubs claimed him? They got rid of everybody on their Yo, team, Cubs, so they no, clearly don't care back. for the Javier next Baez, 10 years. Javier Baez and Anthony Rizzo are both coming back to Chicago next year. Javier Baez is staying in New York. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Actually, I don't think. I mean, he I, likes I Frankie. Don't know about that. Yeah, they're friends <laughs> now, and I think maybe he's starting to. They're starting to hash things out over there between no, the fans. Don't so, Frankie is literally just holding this guy by the back of his shirt. Like, please don't go. Don't leave me alone in this awful, awful place. You okay? You want New York? Here's, here's another thing we could talk fandom. about. I was gonna talk about the fucking Mets dumpster fire that ensued this year so we're already on the we're already on the conversation piece we might, as, we might as well continue the talk the new york mets going into the trade deadline were first in their division they then proceeded yeah, shit the whole time, to have though. an absolutely horrific second half once they started facing real competition 
I don't know what their I should have done I should have done this check before, but the thought just occurred to me. What the hell was their record against teams that were <laughs> plus five hundred? Because I oh, feel it like was they very got close. Absolutely it was shelled. very close to uh, Chicago White Sox, the team that everybody loved. But yeah. They had a bad record against everybody. They fucking suck. Jacob, there was there is one silver lining for Mets fans. Do you know what that is? The season's over. Well, I mean, that, there's two then. That and they did not sign Trevor Bauer. Because can you imagine? Oh yeah. Everything that happens with the Mets organization and just a shitstorm that that is. If they had also. Ended up because he was that was his number two. If they had oh signed Trevor Bauer and then he started raping around New York City, damn. <laughs> that 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 is yeah. You're right. That's the only way things could have been worse for them. So if they keep your heads up. Too. Keep your heads held high. You still got Francisco Lindor and he's gonna get his shit together. And you do not ever have to think about Trevor Bauer again. So good news. But you're also not going to think about Marcus Stroman, who also killed it for you guys this year. Because he's yeah. gone. <laughs> oh, man. It's not looking good for anybody. Because, okay, I don't think it looks good for any team right now because the whole league is in free agency. So another team that, you know, didn't do very well this season and had some high expectations, the San Diego Padres. They were an absolute disappointment this year. You know, we won't spend too much time talking about them, but like you mentioned, Isaac, we thought that the Giants and the Dodgers were like we thought the the Giants Dodgers was supposed to be the Padres Dodgers, and the Padres ended up just being an absolute non-factor. They finished below five hundred. What what went wrong for the Padres this year, Isaac? I know the easy answer: injuries, just injuries. Yeah. It was definitely injuries. Simple. All right. Well, that's that's all we have yeah. to say about them, I think, honestly. <laughs> they they got fucking banged up, and things just did not work out for them. Where do you see the Padres next year? Do you think they're like a threat again? Back or do you to have it. to wait and kind yes. of... Yes. Do you kind of have be. to wait and see, though, Look, I, how people... How health is going into, like, spring training? I just think this, this offseason in general is has the most question marks for next year because just the amount, the sheer number of players in free agency, we have no idea what direction any of these teams are going to go in. All of a sudden, Seattle's saying they're going to compete. I'm assuming San Diego is going to try to make a splash in the offseason as well. Like I, 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 It's hard not to say that they're going to compete. I don't think they'll win the division, but they're absolutely in contention. They have the pieces. I think their health is going to be back, and you, Darvish, I don't is you Darvish signed still? Yeah, I think he is. I believe I, so. I believe so. He yes, is. and he could use a bounce back. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. They have they have the foundation. I see them being a competitor as be well. Good. I don't like. I don't think yeah. they'll win the division next year, but I could see them competing for a wild card for sure. And I mean, again, we have to see they how have the offseason pretty goes. Pretty solid foundation because maybe they go out and sign Carlos Correa or some shit. You know. Hey, how about how about that as a destination? What, would you, what do you think about too. Carlos Correa going to the Padres potentially? Possible? That's gonna sour that team for me. What? what is? <laughs> it's possible. They have yeah, Machado yeah. and Correa. Uh, <laughs> That'd be a fucking nasty oh left God. side of the infield, though. But it's a Machado's credit; he hasn't been as shitty mm-hmm. 
since he's been in San Diego. Um, Except for that dirty yeah, slide. No, that would be insane. There's There's been talk, though, too. Like, obviously, is not going to go for it because he wants to stay there. But there's always been talk about Correa eventually moving to third base. Um, and I think maybe that is something that he would exercise. Well, San Diego would be a franchise he would like to consider just because there wouldn't be that consideration to move him to third base because of that just solidified role that Manny Machado's fitting in, fitting in. That could be a cool destination. If you lock that in, Jacob, that's, that might end up being a spot-on prediction. And then also they, they get to move Jake Cronenworth to second base and keep Tatis as an mm-hmm. outfielder, which I think is something we're going to see moving forward. I'm not sure we're going to see much Tatis at shortstop anymore. We should not talk about his defense anywhere on the field. That's the only thing with Tatis. He makes some amazing plays. A lot of time at DH errors. next year, Isaac. <laughs> DH in the National League. Oh, my God. Have your most athletic player yeah, DH. That, that would not be great. He he is so athletic, so I don't know. I, I kind of... I don't know where I stand with him in terms of, like, where he I don't should know where play. I, I want to hear more about this DH thing. Jacob, what about the, the runner on second and extra innings? Oh, yeah, is that going to stick around? Rules. Because people are talking so I like much shit rule. about that one. I, I've talked about it. I think that I like it for the regular season. It's kind of like with hockey. I don't need 19 It's kind of like with hockey. Yeah. Like, in the regular season, I'm sorry, you just can't have games go 18, 19 innings. Like, Eight it's hours. just fucked. Like, you can't. I'm sorry. You can't do it. In the playoffs, absolutely not. Don't ever incorporate that into the playoffs. It's completely different, though. Oh, my God. So, I, I'm still on board with that rule. I I think that it's it's better for baseball i i don't i don't care Dude, it's also say. exciting to be honest I th- like, exactly it's kind of it, uh, to, uh, people uh, i mean baseball fans aren't here for like pure excitement at this point i don't think because there's a lot more exciting things you can watch on tv than sitting down and watching nine in, in, innings of a baseball game mm-hmm. oh seven but, inning double headers what about that I fucking kill hate it. it kill kill the, the seven inning double headers. I hate that. Oh my that. god, that is the it. How can you pitch a no hitter? Do everything you can and not be credited with a no hitter. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. that. That that one. I know we're I, we're just talking about speeding up the game, cutting off innings. Don't like that. It, I, every single double header I watched this year, I felt like I watched an incomplete game. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like. Like you you get into like the fifth inning and you're like oh my god this is basically like the seventh inning right now, like I I hated mm. it. I absolutely hated the the seven inning doubleheader so I hope they kill that rule, but if do you think it has to be like both? Do you think that they would keep the runner on second rule and veto the the seven inning doubleheaders or do you think they? No, I don't think I don't think the seven inning doubleheaders are going anywhere. I think players, a lot of players, the majority of players probably like the seven inning double headers as well. Yeah, it makes sense. It's shitty as it is. It unfortunately makes sense for a lot of reasons. Fair. There's just 162 games. Unless you're going to shorten the season, seven inning double headers aren't going anywhere. Another cool storyline St. Louis Cardinals. 17 game win streak to snag a wild card. That was kind of forgot about that yeah, at this point. That eh? was an incredible run. I I think that that kind of went under the radar with how much crazy shit was going on 
near the end of the year, but that they were going into the postseason. I was like, this is the they're the hottest team in baseball right now. I wouldn't want to face them. Unfortunately, they you know they lost to the Dodgers in the in the one game playoff, which also really isn't unfortunate because if the Dodgers had lost that game, dude, that would have been mayhem. People would have been calling for no more mm-hmm. uh, single game playoffs. And it would have been being dis- it would have been discussed big time. We we were talking about that before, like what would happen if the Dodgers have if they didn't win, mm-hmm. and I guess we'll never know. But yeah, that would have been horrendous to be honest. Watching the Dodgers go down in one game. What do you think of this Cardinals team for next year? I think that they're going to be a solid unit. This, by the way. One of the few awards that's actually been announced, gold gloves were announced today. I'm going to get a post out soon. But um, the Cardinals had five players from their team win a gold glove this year. That's absolutely insane. Five out of nine positions. Five players. That's nuts. It's not bad. Who are they? The, uh, t- do you want me to rhyme no, off they were the Tommy Edmund. I, I think I can do it. Tommy Edmund, Tyler O'Neill, um, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Harrison Bader. Those are the five. Look I at know, you go. I'm, I'm pretty good. All off the top. I'm, I'm, I'm good at remembering Jesus. rosters and shit like that. Yeah. And that it was. It's pretty impressive, man. I... I, everyone talked about their defense this season. I didn't realize that they had five gold gloves coming their way, though. That's that's crazy. But I think that they're going to be a good team. They'll get a full season of Jack Flaherty, hopefully. Um, Adam Wainwright, I think, is coming back again. So we'll see how how the old man hangs again in the next in the next season. But uh, yeah, it, they'll be a they'll be a fun team moving forward. I've always liked the Cardinals fan base. I thought that I really enjoyed like going to Bush Stadium in St. Louis. I think it's a, a really beautiful ballpark that St. Louis as a whole, I actually really enjoyed. So yeah, good for them. And I think, I think that they have an exciting, exciting team for, for next season and probably a team that I like a lot of the players. I love Tyler O'Neill just because, you know, the Canadian factor and big Nolan Arenado fan, big Paul Goldschmidt fan, Yachty or Molina. Wait, is Yachty retiring this season? No, he's coming back one no, more. I don't think I so. Think maybe one more season. They've got some really Adam Wainwright. They've got some really likable players on that team. So I'll probably be tuning into lots of Cardinals ball next year. But a good season by them as well, despite the fact that they lost in that wild card game. Speaking of wild card, Isaac, the AL wild card race. We almost saw a four way tie. We almost saw it. I was rooting for it. It came down to the final day that we could have had a four-way tie. And unfortunately, it was not meant to be. Boston won against Washington, which is fucking annoying because Washington had the Raphael lead. Raphael Devers home yeah. run. Was it eighth inning? It yeah, eighth, eighth inning yeah. home run to tie the game. Yeah. That was, uh, it was brutal. Beautiful. It was brutal. Soul crushing as a Blue Jays fan. I'm I'm being objective. It was it was a pretty pretty cool it moment sure. to see Rafael Devers just put that right into center field. It was nothing. Mm-hmm. 
Just that was like vintage. I know it's so early in his career, sir, but vintage Raphael Devers is going straight that up the gut. Clutch. He's got the clutch gene. Fucking love yeah. Him. So basically, the the Jays, Mariners, uh, Boston, and the Yankees all could have had a four way tie scenario play out. Then we were looking at like a three way tie. And yeah, it didn't end up happening. Obviously, Boston and New York ended up playing in the wild card game. Boston then won, went on to beat the Rays before being defeated by the Astros in the ALCS. So, yeah. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I was missing. That was Boston looked like yeah, a team. Yeah, they look good. <laughs> in the, we they didn't look good at going into the playoffs, but they looked great in the playoffs. I. Com- they look like a better team than Tampa Bay. I completely agree. I think that before and, before the like the postseason there, we both were like, eh. I, I think they kind of get squashed in the first round by Tampa. And then, you know. The, the three grand slams yeah. in two games. Two grand slams in two innings. They're a team, I think, that and the they're going to have to go out and get some pitching next year. And if they can go out and, and get some pitching, they're going to be a candidate to win the world they Series. also need um better defense true but i don't know how you even work around a lot that of the guys are young with like the left side of your infield's garbage and they're your two best offensive players mm-hmm. you can't touch it and xander bogarts has had good defensive years before too he just had a bad season yeah. this year so who knows if it's age catching up to him he's still pretty young but like i mean he is aging technically yeah. isn't he he's like is he even 30 yeah, yet he, i think he's pushing 30 let me see. I think he's pushing 30. Yeah, he might be. Xander, he might be over 30. At? But he's not like, he doesn't strike me as someone that, like, age is the reason for his decline. It just seemed like he was off this year. He's pushing 30. He's He turned 29 in mm-hmm. October. So I, I don't think that, like, the age could really be the contributing factor to a decline in performance there. We'll see. We'll see how, if he's able to bounce back next year defensively. Um, Kike Hernandez, I think, is still going to be with the team. He was an interesting guy. Obviously, in the postseason, was unbelievable. So we had a few Mister. Uh, we had a few new Mister. Octobers this year, didn't we, Isaac? We had Randy Rosarena, we had Jorge Soler, we had yeah, Eddie Rosario, moment. we had Kike Hernandez. Um, Some Aussie Albies in there. Can you? Yeah, I guess. Early on. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some guys with big postseason performances, man. Pretty impressive. Mm. Uh, Alvarez in the the championship yep. series. Ignore his World Series, but the championship series, Alvarez killing mm. it. Yeah. Um, Braves, obviously, we already talked about them. All the diversity they faced this year to come back and actually win. You know, they, they went out and hired a whole new outfield. They got Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario, and Adam Duvall all at the trade deadline. That's four outfielders, literally an entirely new outfield. And the crazy thing is those four guys were like four of the biggest contributors to their postseason win. Like all of those guys played a huge role in the postseason. So pretty, pretty cool to see that happen, obviously. Um, but yeah, the, and then Isaac, also just the fucking trade deadline this year was absolutely nuts. We saw Nelson Cruz go to Tampa. We saw Trey Turner and Max Scherzer go to the Dodgers. Uh, Obviously, the Blue Jays traded away two big prospects for Jose Barrios. 
Braves outfielders, as I mentioned. Who else got moved? Anyone mm-hmm. I'm missing that was like super notable? Obviously, there was a bunch of relievers um, that got sh- traded sh- around. All the guys out of Chicago. Yeah, true. Baez. Bryant. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't Bryant? say Chris Bryant. That, yeah, that was a big Bryant. one, too. Chris Bryant going to... That was because they finally had like a true, a true star yeah. in uh, San Francisco. I like seeing him there. He's not a free agent this year, yeah. right? Does he, he have, good does he have one more year on his contract? No, he is. I he think is a he free is. Agent. I think okay. I he's think going back to there, do, right? He's going to resign. Jacob, we need. I think our next episode, we need to well get the whole list of free agents in this off season and pick the destinations. That's like we call. have to do this because it's a massive friggin' and we need to do it before group of before those pieces start falling. It actually well. happens. Yeah, that's a good yes. call. That'll be our next episode. There's no free agent frenzy in, in baseball. It's that's for sure. This is a it's a marathon in the offseason, just always yeah. popping. We're gonna slowly. take a break though. We're gonna take a a, a two week break here. Not a two week break. Like we're gonna skip next weekend. Take a week I think, off. Just to kind of refresh and regroup. You know, we've been putting out more than an episode a week all season long. I think we deserve a little vacation here. So yeah, we'll probably skip next week, and then when we jump back into it, I think that that's you're right. That's a hundred percent. We'll dedicate that episode mostly to free agent frenzy. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, yes, I, I guess that's pretty much all we need to really touch on. This has been a good okay, episode. I, what else? Like, obviously, Isaac, is there anything I overlooked? I feel like I did a pretty good job of getting most of the things here. Yes, I, I typed in one little thing in your note. Is that when I, under? Do you guys have anything to Ooh. add? Okay. I and I just said Verlander. So today, I turn turn on the television. Obviously, it's Toronto media, and they were speaking on Justin Verlander and talking about how they should go get him, how he's a perfect fit for Toronto, and they're going to go out and get Justin Verlander, like, oh, this is going to be no problem. We can sign Justin Verlander, and he's coming to Toronto. He's coming to Toronto, and these fucking idiots just completely ignored the fact that 20 teams came out today or this weekend and watched his workout when he was throwing 96 miles per hour. So... (laughs) He's not coming to Toronto, but there's 20 interesting teams, and there's 20 interesting teams in the farthest north he would go is Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> there's 20 interested teams in Justin Verlander, and that to me, I'm super excited to see this play out because he's 39 years old, coming off a of Tommy John surgery, but they said he's throwing 96 miles per hour. I did not think he would throw more than 94 in the regular season uh, going forward, and it's going to be so interesting to see the type of contract he gets if it's a one year if it's a two year or like how much money's involved is there so many interesting things with you know him? what else if he, if he do you think he's going to be you know what else is interesting like a Cy Young candidate for next I year I think another interesting thing is okay. that the fact that he was a major part of the sticky substance thing in Houston right and then we didn't really see what happened. And I have to imagine, he's old. Like you mentioned, he's 39 years old. I, I, I'm not, oh, I'm not discounting how amazing Justin Verlander's career has been. He's Look at his Detroit career too, Jacob. He's, I know, that's what I'm saying. 
he I, I'm okay. not discounting his career at all. Yes, but at this point good. in his career, to you know have had the the Cy Young caliber season, no, the the Cy Young season that he had in Houston. At this point in his career, was he maybe relying a little bit more on the sticky stuff than? His natural raw ability that he had in his Detroit days—he was days throwing ninety-eight. It's true. He was. He was still, still throwing, throwing ninety-eight. So, but what is he now? That's know, that's, that's my question that's here. Is like, It'll be th- this is going to be super exciting. Like, is he Justin Verlander or is he Justin Verlander at thirty-nine? I mean, Adam Wainwright, man. How old is Adam Wainwright? He's like forty, I think. He had he had a good mm-hmm. season this year, and I think that. I don't see why Verlander, if he can stay healthy, I don't see why he I wouldn't mean, he's be good better again. than Adam Wainwright. Exactly. Right. Agreed. Zach Greinke's old as fuck now, and he's bad. Yeah, except at the plate. How about Zach Greinke? Talk about postseason <laughs> legends. <laughs> it, I need an MLB the show, uh, uh, one of those like flashcards of like Zach Greinke as a hitter <laughs> in the postseason. <laughs> There's a DH. Dude, he's a... I love Zach Greinke. Yeah, he's an interesting cat, that's for sure. He's a very interesting <laughs> figure. Oh. Yes. I'm out of breath, man. That was a long episode. That was so much to recap. Such an amazing season. Thank you all for riding with us throughout, you know, the, the whole season. And we appreciate your viewership or listenership, I guess I should say. Um, be sure to keep riding with us because there's only good things coming. I'm actually really excited for us to kind of have like an off season here and go outside of like what's happening directly on the field and have more conversations about the game of baseball in general and not necessarily just, you know, MLB in general. So we'll see. It's going to be fun. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. We will catch you in two weeks from now unless i do a bonus blue jays episode before that all right goodbye